Hello, everybody, and welcome to Lunchtime Rants with Carmen and Lourdes. So we've been on a break for a couple months because uh, my dear friend and co-host Lourdes has some exciting news. Uh, she's been preparing herself for a pretty big life change, which is going to set the tone for our episode this week, which is all about giving advice our advice based on our 28 slash 29 years <laughs> of experience. Uh, we're young, but we definitely think we could help you early 20-somethings <laughs> not squander your life away as I have. <laughs> so I guess with that, I will announce, announce sounds so formal, but say what my big life change is. So, um, I'm actually leaving Miami for the first time in life, which is very scary. I'm permanently not vacation. Yes. Yes, thank you for actually making that distinction. I'm moving to Los Angeles in September, and then before that, I'm going backpacking through Europe. So I'm in the process of packing up my beautiful apartment that I've lived in for four years, so I'm a bit of an anxious mess about it. So in two weeks, I'm out of here. I'll be back for my farewell tour in August, and then I'm going to be a Los Angelino. Is that what they I think that's what I'm going to be called now. That's terrible. I already kind of tried it on for size since the Heat didn't make the playoffs this year. I cheered for the Clippers, then fucking Houston beat them, and now I'm kind of sad about it. But um, I guess that means I have LA, LA in my blood, maybe? Maybe? Yeah. Calm down. I think so, it's just because I want Chris Paul in me. So I know not what any of that means. What? So okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm it. sorry. I'm sorry. I don't get into it with the sports. Not usually. Hockey's amazing. Anyway, okay. I'll get right on into it. So as Lourdes mentioned, she has a huge, huge life change coming up. And uh, I think that's what I want to kind of start with as my advice on life in the pursuit of happiness and meaning. Uh, change is good. Big change, little change, changing your salad dressing for something delicious. You never know unless you change it. It's true. It's true, no, it's absolutely true. Just change, you know, if you're changing jobs, changing cities, if you just feel like you need something new, make it happen. Make that new thing happen, especially if that new thing has been nagging at you for months and years, and it can be something great. One of my favorite quotes is, uh, probably gonna fuck it up. Yep, I'm gonna fuck it up. Uh, hmm, something about what you wanna do or everything you've ever wanted to do is on the other side of fear. I don't know, something. You know it, I know you know it. Well, my favorite quote <laughs> about fear is from one Hilary Duff film called A Cinderella Story. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure it's a real quote from a real human, but it says something like, don't let the fear of striking out stop you from playing the game. Much better than mine. If I had, like, honestly, if I would gotten the quote right, mine would have kicked your quote's ass, but whatever, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> the point is, the change is good, and don't be afraid to royally fuck up whatever you're doing, because there's always... There's always people and there's always places you can return to. 
um, you're not gonna die. Maybe, I mean, your decision could kill you. Like, you could move to another place and be murdered, but that's worst case scenario, and it can happen anywhere. It's true. You can, <laughs> you can get murdered anywhere, get so murdered don't anywhere. not go on a vacation or not move or not try a new food because murder's right around the corner no matter where you are. Exactly. So you might as well enjoy life. Um, that's not part of my advice, that murder's all around the corner. It was just more the, uh, the don't be afraid to try new things, embrace change. Well, if it's not murder, then it's an earthquake or a nat another natural disaster or something else. So you never know. So you know what? Look at fear straight in the eyes. Tell it to kiss your ass and just do what you want to do. Exactly. Be you. Just be you. <laughs> that's, a, that's another one. That's, that's a great one. one. That is a good one. That's, a, that's an awesome one. I, I'm taking it. That's it. That's one of my life lessons. Be you. Do you. Don't apologize for who you are. But also... If you're a dick, then fucking apologize, because right. that shit ain't cool. <laughs> right. Yeah, being a good person in general is one of mine. Just showing simple acts of kindness, uh, knowing how to say please and thank you, and sorry, and excuse me, and all those just basic manners that you learn when you're a child. Just try to keep those going. Always be kind to people, because you don't know how their day's going. Unless, of course, they flick you off first. Immediately flick them off back. Yeah. <laughs> But, but other than that, just like try to be nice and then people are typically nice back and just be a good person as often as you can. I really like that one and more in your personal relationships, more than just like being a nice person to strangers and not flicking people off or cutting them off on the street. But even in your like day-to-day -day relationships with your friends or a romantic partner, what have you, just... Don't be an asshole. Just be a good person. Handle every situation like with kindness. Don't try to hurt someone else on purpose just because you perceive them to have hurt you. And also, whatever you go through with another person, let's say someone was completely awful to you despite your best efforts to be very kind to them, don't let that make you cruel and hardened towards the next scenario that you find yourself in. Yeah, and that's definitely another lesson or advice rather that I have is like don't waste time on people that are not positive in your life whether it's a relationship or whether it's friends whether it's someone you fought with or drifted from just like you know if it's something that can't be mended or fixed or someone that means you malice just cut them loose because it's never good it's it's emotional poison and some people like drama but I think trying to live a drama-free existence is the way to be. I personally love other people's drama. I just like to hear about it. But I don't like any of my own personal <laughs> drama. Yeah, or, you know, just move to another state like I'm doing. That's a great way to get away from energy vampires. That's, <laughs> that's, that's one way to do it. There are others, though. I mean, so unfriending someone is a start. You don't necessarily have to move to another state. But yeah, just try not to waste time on people. In my early 20s, I wasted years on someone who was a terrible human being. And it was more, looking back, it was more about me coming out victorious, like being like, oh, I didn't fail at this. I succeeded with this relationship. That was a bad idea. 
it was a failure, I should have accepted the failure, and not wasted years and years on said failure. It's funny that you said that, because you're not the first person that has spoken about relationships as like, that like just merely did not work out as failures. And like, they didn't even want to like try another one. They're like, nope, I failed, I don't want to try again. And clearly they didn't listen to enough Aaliyah music in their youth. Because if at first you don't succeed, dust yourself off and try again. Exactly. <laughs> I know exactly the song started playing in my yeah. head. Obviously, so. You know, that's a good one. That's another good life lesson. Thank you. Try, try again. Get back try, up on that horse. Try again. Yeah, it's not about failure. It's about trying. And a lot of, and this goes back to change. A lot of people don't want to change things or try things because they're afraid of the failure. And honestly, unless you're doing, if, obviously I'm not saying like be a degenerate and go gamble away all your money to try to make like lots of money one day. Like don't be like, I'm gonna be bold and I'm gonna take my savings and try to double it today. No, that's stupid, that's just fucking stupid, don't do that. <laughs> I just mean like real things. Like I, I'm not happy at work, I want a new career. I'm not happy in my city, I wanna move. Whatever the case may be, you're following a dream, which I'm really into following dreams because I squandered my 20s. So <laughs> that'll be the theme for today, I squandered my 20s. Um, so yeah, it's not about, and I tell this to Lourdes as well, my lovely Lourdes, it's not about failure, it's about not trying. It is okay if something doesn't work out, whether it's a move or a job or a relationship. You didn't fail. It just didn't work out. Not everything works out. And it's okay. <laughs> well, those were all some very deep, deep life lessons. So. Should have warned people. I know. Before we started, this one's gonna be deep. So I'm just gonna inject, not even humor, because this is a good one, but in, t in terms of change, maybe like change your exercise routine or start a new one. So. At the very least, just do some squats because my thunder thighs will attest to the fact that if I do not do squats at least twice a week, I have all of the cottage cheese. And really, it's just to feel good about yourself, not even for like physical purposes, but exercise on a semi-regular basis just makes you happier. Yeah, and the younger you start, the better it agrees with your body. Exactly. Because the older you get, the less likely it's going to work for you. <laughs> well, you have to do it more often, which is really sad, but it's true. Um, yeah, try to just work out younger and often. You know what quote I love? Mm -hmm. That quote from Legally Blonde, when Elle Woods is trying to defend the woman with the fitness empire <laughs> against murdering her husbands. She's like, exercises causes endorphins, and endorphins make you happy. Happy people do, don't kill people. They just don't. So Absolutely. So you, while you may be afraid of getting murdered, at least you, you can t take solace in the fact that you yourself will not commit one and end up in jail forever. Hooray. That's a real thing. Like, that's a really good thing. And Elwood's is always right about everything. But yes, definitely exercising so that you can be happy, so that you won't murder people, especially. That's a, that's a beautiful thread we have, right? we have used to weave this blanket of life. I think we just solved <laughs> like all of the world's problems in the last 15 seconds. Like ISIS, 
Fuck it. Get on a treadmill. Yeah. Asshole. Run and around that desert. Run around. Sweat it out. Yeah. They, I mean, they should be sweating like motherfuckers, but they're not. Apparently, they're not sweating enough. Yeah. Sweat more. Sweat it out, and maybe you won't hate us so much. Hopefully. I digress. Fingers crossed. I digress. But speaking of sweaty men's, <laughs> you like how I... Oh, that was a you like beautiful, that was a good segue. Beautiful sweaty, segue. Sweaty terrace in the in the desert. Uh, I think we should just go ahead and get into our man meat. Man meat. Man meat. Since, um, yeah. Yeah. So, my man meat of the week is someone kind of obscure. He's a seasoned gentleman of of the, of the TV screen. What do you call that? The, the silver screen. The, the silver screen. The silver screen. Yes, the silver screen. His name Small is Jason Beghe. You'll know him, know him as the gravelly voice sergeant on Chicago PD, and also an ex Scientologist interviewed uh, during that amazing HBO documentary, Going Clear. Oh yeah, yeah. That's another one. That's a lesson. Uh, so my advice to all people, and maybe this supersedes anything I've said in the last ten minutes. Don't fall into the Church of Scientology, or any cult for that matter, but this one's bad. This one's really bad. If you've seen the documentary, these people are fucking crazy. Don't drink the Kool-Aid, guys. It's not worth, it's not worth four Mission Impossible movies and a fifth on the way. Like, it's not. I won't lie to you. The first half of that documentary, I thought, Scientology does not seem so bad. It seems very much about self-help, you know, extracting painful memories. Do you think I want to remember my sixth grade bully, Tiffany? No, I fucking hate that bitch. I don't want to remember her. So, Scientology, not that bad. It seemed like very therapeutic. However, the second half of that documentary, I was like, these people are crazy. They believe in aliens and abusing people. This is nuts. They believe <laughs> that we are inhabited by these things called Thetans, which are like ancient alien souls. By the way, what is it, L. Ron H Hubbard? Yeah. Okay, I got it right this time. L. Ron Hubbard was like a science fiction writer slash chronic liar slash professional weirdo, and somehow this fucking guy built this empire of crazy. Yeah. Oh, fucking, okay, look, look, I'm Catholic. You know, not devout, but I was raised Catholic. I'm familiar with it. And I thought we were nutty. What? This is insane. It's so crazy. Like, if I could find a full-time job that consisted of just taking down this organization, because I figured, if you watch the documentary, anyone that tries to attack them, like, say, I don't know, the IRS, a big government uh, institution, entity, entity uh, they'll sue the pants out of you, people get scared, all this good stuff. I have nothing. So they could sue me all day. I have nothing to lose. I think all the poor people in the world should band together against the Church of Scientology because they can do nothing to us. And while you're here trying to figure out how to take down Scientology, I'm going to try to figure out how to do something similar, which is build a cult and have people follow me and make money that way. Because I'm fun employed as hell right now, and I'm really looking for new business opportunities. And starting a cult just to have crazy people give me their funds Sounds pretty, pretty good, because I don't need skills. No, you don't, except for lying. And charisma. And, and a an, um, very vivid imagination. So I have two of the three, because I'm not a liar. I'm really bad at it, and I don't like doing it. 
I don't know if a cult's for you. But anyway, it's, yes, I am going to quit my job and just bring them down. That's what I want to do. Find a cause. <laughs> well, now that we have just completely gone off the rails, gone off the rail, I mean, not really. I mentioned Scientology, and we just had more to say about it. But who is your man meat of the week? So my man meat of the week is the delicious, delicious Charlie Cox. And Charlie Cox is the British gentleman who has revived Daredevil after Ben Affleck shat all over it with those stupid tinted red glasses that he could not pull off. Charlie Cox, on the other hand, he could pull off those glasses. He is gorgeous. You may have seen him when he was younger in a film called Stardust, where Claire Danes was a star that fell from the sky, and she was perfect, as she continues to be. And uh, he was... Steve Buscemi's right-hand man. He's a lovely Irish character. He's actually, is he British or Irish? It doesn't matter. He's gorgeous and charismatic and beautiful and 32 and single. I'm done now. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I got stuck on Ben Affleck and how he was daredevil. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up the picture so we can do a side-by-side. -side. Um, how he was Daredevil, and now he's Batman, and how there's some people that are just not good superheroes. I'll go ahead and say Ben Affleck is one of them. And then there's people that are really good superheroes, like uh, Chris Evans, who was that flame thing in the Fantastic Four, and he makes a delightful Captain America. Uh, another actor that has played two superheroes, <laughs> uh, Ryan Reynolds was he's a uh, death what whoa whoa what deadpool, deadpool and green lantern and green La okay green lantern was terrible deadpool's gonna be bad as fuck did you ill ryan reynolds or did you ill green lantern because ryan reynolds is amazing i think he's just in bad superhero movies because he was deadpool and wolverine which was not good no it was not but this deadpool looks like it's gonna be Phenomenal. Those look stupid. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're looking at a picture of Ben Affleck right now. He's like red tinted glasses. He just looks dumb. He, he does. Dumb. And then, you know, it's funny because then they made an Electra movie after this, which I didn't think. Why does Ben Affleck always meet people on the sets of really bad movies? It's like, oh, I'm going to start a relationship with Jennifer Lopez after Gigli. And I'm their Jennifer. Yeah, I'm going to marry Jennifer Aniston after meeting her on the bootleg set a daredevil anyhow Sorry. life lesson don't star in a movie with ben affleck if your name is jennifer because that movie's gonna tank or do star in it because then you're gonna marry him and you'll be married to ben affleck but which then, what there's nothing wrong i mean i do like ben affleck as a as an individual i think he's funny i think he's gonna be a decent batman he was the co-writer of goodwill hunting god damn it I'm just gonna make a bold statement that I have absolutely no facts to support. He looks like a bad father. I don't know. What? <laughs> exactly. Is it because he's from Boston? <laughs> like, no, because I think Matt Damon looks a like a great father. Oh, I love Matt Damon. That's another thing. He's BFFs with Matt Damon. There has to be, that That right there is a redeeming My quality. Mind you, I'm talking all this shit about Ben Affleck. I like Ben Affleck. Okay, good. I was so waiting. imagine if I didn't like you. I was waiting for that. Oh no, hello, freaking Gone Girl's my shit, Gone Baby Gone's oh. my shit. If you make a movie with gone the word girl. gone in it and you're Ben Affleck, that movie's gonna be successful. That's true. Life lesson, Ben Affleck, life lesson. Yeah, just stay away from this. Well, no, let's see how the Batman goes. The trailer looked pretty good. Just saying. Anyway, there's another, <laughs> here's, 
Here's another, uh, here's some life advice. Uh, indulge in good entertainment because it's educational. And by good entertainment, I mean quality, not Kim Kardashian, e-produced, unless you're watching The Soup, which is acceptable programming, because you will learn new things. It's like reading. It's like listening to good music. Indulge in quality, good entertainment. To piggyback off of that, good music, listen to Mariah Carey, the woman's super smart. My friend Kelly and I counted SAT words in Heartbreaker. We counted five. Try to find another female pop superstar that includes that many SAT words like euphoric in their music. I feel like I could find some in a pink song, but you'd have to give me some time. <laughs> okay, but they need to be very clear SAT words that you had to look up. I'm pretty sure. We'll, t we'll put it to the test later. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Okay, so life lesson is to indulge in quality entertainment, and then just mine is extending from that, which is to really listen to more Mariah Carey. Because vision of love, vision of love is a vision of love. It's, it's superior. But just buy the number one's album. Oh, God, that, that was on so such, good. that was on such heavy rotation in my first car, so my 1998 maroon Ford Mercury, that it, oh. Oh God, it had so many scratches that CD. I had a minivan, Lourdes. That's amazing. I did, I had a, I had a Dodge. Uh, you had so much room for activities of the sexual variety. I had no sex in my minivan, as a matter of fact. I didn't even own my minivan by the time I lost my virginity. Sad stories. But it was a fucking party bus because all my friends got to pile in it when we'd go to, uh, what was it, Soho Lounge. That was pretty amazing. Okay, I'm sorry. I was complete, sorry. complete sidetrack. Life lesson: um, take more ginkgo balboa or whatever improves your Gink memory. Ginkgo biloba. There, whatever, whatever improves your <laughs> rocky balboa. Whatever improves your memory because mine is shot. The other day, I was trying to find out where Madhouse was, which is. Fuck is Madhouse? Exactly. I you made it up? No. <laughs> tell you a very brief story when i was like 16 or 17 we went to madhouse what is madhouse <laughs> it was i think it was some sort of fish house that turned into an all ages party at night like cafe cristal <laughs> kind of did you ever go to cafe cristal yes oh. but it had hip-hop music and the night i went pitbull was there it was 2005 or four or he three. was still wearing like fucking team jerseys there you go and these girls were like dancing on top of the bar and like pulling down their shirts, mind you, they were minors, for like shots, I'm using air quotes, because I'm pretty sure it was fruit juice. Oh. And then a guy grabbed my friend's Jenny, my friend Jenny's ass and called her a fiera. Did Jenny I know? Yes. If anyone knows the whereabouts of this madhouse, please contact me at Duarte. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. It is killing me. I can't remember. I legit think you made this place up. No! Or, oh or God, no. this place was popping after I graduated because I have no fucking clue what you're talking about. I'm pretty sure it was next to a body of water. I'm gonna put Madhouse. I'm gonna pull put a call out on Facebook. Does anyone remember where Madhouse was? Unless it wasn't called Madhouse. No, I mean it wasn't oxygen, right? Like <laughs> it what? <laughs> No, although no. there have been pit bull sightings at Oxygen back in the day, too. Why not? 
Anyhow, why not? So that would be my greatest life lesson is to do some crossword puzzles, something that will keep your mind sharp because mine has completely gone to, to the dumps. And that's true. You should definitely, like, if you don't use it, you lose it situation, which is, which is my relationship with math and anything I pretty much learned through the public school system except for the English language. Um, and I proved that the other day. Well, I prove that every day because my husband's very much into history and he knows a lot of things. And so I'll make a reference to something. And I'm too embarrassed to admit what I thought was a fictional tale the other day. And he was like, nope, that really happened. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll tell you later. I'm really embarrassed. I consider myself an intelligent person. I just sound smart. I know dick about squat. Really, I know about pop culture. That is all. And hey, at least, at least excel in life, if I can give you advice. Excel at at least one thing really well. It's true. Even if that thing is pop culture. <laughs> I would have killed on that old school VH1 show, the yes, World Series of Pop Culture. I know culture. exactly what you're talking about. For sure. Um, I'm just going to go ahead, since we're coming up to the, the end of the episode, my final piece of advice is if you have money, like Jay-Z, don't be an asshole and start a music streaming service like Tidal and then put the Beyonce and Nicki Minaj video for feeling myself on it because then I can't see it. And that makes me a sad panda, Jay-Z. Why are you being so greedy, bro? Stop, you're already part of the, the Illuminati. <laughs> and I know that you say that and you really believe it. Um, so yeah, so lessons, Jay-Z, stop being a dick. Yep. Make title cheaper, because let's face it, it's Spotify and YouTube had a baby. I can go to either one for free. Uh, don't waste time on people that are not conducive to your life in a positive way. Uh, don't squander your 20s. Anyone that is in their 20s that is single, that has a little bit of cash saved up and has a dream, pack your suitcase and go follow that goddamn dream. Uh, be a good person. Uh, don't be a Scientologist. Don't no, be a Scientologist. Number one. number one, God damn it, if you do anything, don't be a Scientologist. All right, and I think that's it for us on this, I believe, seventh episode of Lunchtime Rants with Carmen wah, and Lourdes. We're going to be on, uh, on another hiatus, unfortunately, as wah. Lourdes is going to go travel the world while I sit here in my domestic, boring Lourdes. life. <laughs>